Success and Suffering by Josh Webb, read by the author, Josh Webb. Surprisingly enough, this book came to me before I had a brain tumor and was written right before my dad died. Even though everyone says that my speaking voice is almost completely healed, I can still hear it. Maybe you can too. It's like a scar that only I can see. I could have hired a voiceover person, but I thought it was important that I read this myself so everyone, including myself, could hear my weakness. There are also grammatical errors that I hired an editor and hired friends for, had friends for in the book that I, I will try to fix in this recording. This furthers my proof of my weakness. This audiobook will be released in episodes, and it's completely free. Each episode contains some extra commentary, and there are at least three bonus episodes to be released of interviews with my wife Christy, my best friend Ryan Williams, and uh, my lifelong friend, Daniel Hoover. You can donate to a cause that has become really dear to me. It's called Helping One Guy in Kennesaw, Georgia. They held an honoring dinner for me that paid for my hearing aids, and I will never be able to repay them. You can donate to them at helpingoneguy.org. There's a free version of this, of this book to download um, at successandsuffering.org, and printed versions are available on Amazon, all of which the proceeds go to Helping One Guy. And that's how it goes. That's the whole thing. So let's get started. To my family and friends, I have faced some challenges in my life, but none so devastating as the news I had a brain tumor I received in 2021. To my wife, Christy, I didn't understand what true marriage was all about until I saw you suffering alongside me and take care of me with no thought to yourself. I love you. To my boys, Ethan, Garrett, and Emery, you got to witness firsthand what it's like to see your dad at his weakest and watch as God brought him through it. Never forget what God did. To Ryan Williams, you were a close friend before my surgery and became a brother when you came and took care of me at the hospital. To my friends at Herb, you reached out to me. We reminisced about old times when I needed to. God blessed me with you. To the people of my church, you helped me with meals and money throughout my recovery. God provided for us through your love. To my mom and dad and sisters, you gave me hope when I needed someone to talk to. You gave me a steady voice when I needed it most. To the Garretts, you showed me kindness above what I expected. Even before I was, I was trying to be part of the family, you showed me that I am. I love you and I thank you. To my extended family, I know we got used to not talking as much as we needed to because of the distance. This experience has brought us closer together and I'm grateful for you. God, you have forever changed me through this experience and I now know you to be good where before I just hoped. I love you and you all. Waking from Surgery Waking up, I was being rolled into a room. I vaguely heard a nurse say, that's never happened to me before. I think I woke up faster than they expected. 
They picked me up off the gurney and onto a bed where the anesthesiologist said, Mr. Webb, can you hear me? You're being brought into the ICU recovery room. What's your name? I had to think for a moment. Yes, I was Josh, and I'm in a hospital. As I started speaking, I realized I can't hear out of my right ear, and I can't feel the right side of my face. I said, I'm Josh Webb, only it wasn't my voice. I heard a mumbled, distorted voice. I realized I was talking funny, and I, and I panicked. How will I make money? I was a marketer. Will I ever lead worship again? I used to sing and lost my hearing. Will my wife still find me attractive when she sees my face? This is not the future I imagined for us. I do not intend this book to be a story of how one man faced overwhelming odds to overcome them by going to the Olympics, though those are inspiring. This is not a book about how failures and disappointments lead to success, though that is true. It is a book about my experience of suffering, my pursuit of significance, and what I imagine my life to be versus what God wants it to be. This is a book about empathy and surrender and how it all points to Jesus. This is when I would think you would close the book, but hear me out. I'm not claiming to understand your suffering, and I have not lost a child, fought in a war, starved, divorced, lived outdoors, or experienced a crime against myself or someone in my family. I have never experienced those things, and I don't want to. Everyone's suffering is uniquely their own. If you or a loved one have experienced suffering, let me say, I'm sorry. If you've never been through significant suffering, you will. The question is when, what will you do now, and will you be ready when it comes? I once heard Dave Ramsey say on the radio, having a testimony is great, but getting one is a pain in the butt. When someone experiences major suffering, it sends them away from God or towards them. This is my experience of how and why my sufferings push me towards God, and the things that seemed so important were not as important as I thought. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all things shall be added unto you. Matthew 6, 31-33I mentioned earlier that this book idea came before the brain tumor, and that was when I had an epiphany because of some things that had already happened in my life that I had to deal with, and it started coming to me. And I thought I'd write it. As a matter of fact, I, I think I mentioned even uh, mentioning the idea to some friends, and you know, I, I think the biggest concern was, am I qualified to do it? There's so many people that are suffering, uh, and, and most, a lot of them, uh, worse than I've experienced. I think the, the, the big thing here is not just that, that we feel okay about our suffering. It's that, you know, the prosperity gospel, that, that may be a term that you've heard before. What I didn't realize that it had just snuck into my beliefs. I even talked to somebody that had just uh, lost a child, a baby, uh, very recently. And they said the same thing. They, they said, for some reason, I believe that that if I was moral and if I did, if I lived a life that was pleasing to God, that good things would happen to me. Um, you know, kind of like a, a karma um, is a very similar um, notion, but nowhere in the Bible does it talk about this. In fact, it, it talks almost the opposite. Now that I can understand it and I've experienced some of it, I I look into the Bible and I can see where people were suffering and were where their belief, their faith, God counted as righteousness, you know, 
there's many places where it talks about Job being that kind of person. It talks about um, it talks about Abraham being that kind of person. That really be their faith is what made them righteous, not necessarily just themselves the way they were behaving. And I started thinking about that idea and and how the way I thought things were going to work out didn't really work out that way. And 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 even how I kept falling back into it over and over, I would fall back into that. I, I really, um, I, I use this book as a way of empathizing, not to tell you what to do, but my understanding of the scriptures and really what has it has meant to me and how it has changed my life. This episode has been brought to you by Helping One Guy. Helping One Guy is an honoring dinner thrown for a man who is going through a life-changing crisis. When I had mine, I didn't know what to expect. What I experienced was people giving me something I didn't deserve and that I couldn't repay. This service emulates the gospel of Jesus Christ in so many ways. Please become a monthly donor and help someone who is going through a crisis at helpingoneguy.org. Be sure to download the next episode of Success and Suffering by subscribing wherever you get your podcasts.